what sellers need to remember is your goal is to build a sustainable brand. You want to make your product at, at a point where you can exit or just keep on growing. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, and today we have a very special guest from Z, um, Daniil. Z is a branch manager for Z, which helps um, Amazon sellers like yourselves grow by expanding their reach through uh, by expanding through different markets. So um, first of all, uh, Daniil, thanks so much for joining us today. Tell us kind of uh, how you got into uh, Z, what, what your background is, and then let's jump into uh, what you guys do over at Z and how you help Amazon sellers grow. Hi, Seth. Thank you so much uh, for having us. Uh, quite a fully loaded question, but uh, I'll break it down. So just in terms of um, my involvement in Z, I actually joined the the parent company called the VAT IT Group, which is the world's largest regulation tech company about a year and a half ago. Ironically, I'm an e-commerce um, brand seller myself. I own a Shopify brand here. So I actually wanted to go into tech a bit instead of e-commerce. And lo and behold, within that, I was part of the initial team of five that looked at giving this import logistics and compliance services that we, we, that we offer in the tech and medical space uh, to e-commerce. So about a year and a half ago, Z was as small as a, a brainchild of four people. And, and now we've grown to over 80 full-time employees here based out of South Africa. Yeah, that's amazing. So um, so it's zee.co is um, your guys' website. So Daniil, yeah. you've been working with them for some time, but you also have experience yourself. So um, from your perspective, and from what you guys are seeing, like from the data, um, what's the opportunity like for a seller that's only selling in one market or, you know, just selling in the U.S., but but has the opportunity to expand kind of globally? What, what are you seeing? I think uh, being an entrepreneur myself, and I think most sellers are themselves one, I think there's a bit of an edge of asking them, but why not? You know, I think people are so scared of going global because of all the red tape, the compliance and logistic issues that they are missing out on a pot of gold that is market such as Germany and the UK. Um, I mean, most sellers that, that I know are selling in the US, which is by far the most competitive market in the world. By going global and looking at tapping into markets such as Germany and the UK, you are opening yourself up for way less competition because of the barriers of entry. So in my, in my, from my side, it's so important to diversify and why not by going into new markets? Yeah, exactly. So I think um, one of the hurdles that we have as American sellers is that it's very comfortable for us to stay where mm. the language is easy for us, right? Like going mm. to the UK is easier because we understand the language somewhat, right? So but I think there's a big opportunity to go where the language is a little bit more challenging. Like you're saying, Germany is a huge opportunity. Well, Germany is a bigger opportunity, most likely, um, because it's a little bit harder. Um, are you seeing the same thing? Yes, no, exactly. So if I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like I said, I think Germany, the customs is such a nightmare. So people are so scared to enter. Obviously, to be able to sell in Germany, you need to be able to import the goods there. You know, that's where Z comes in. Uh, I think I'm just going to quickly touch on what, what our yeah. service is for, this, uh, for your audience. Uh, basically, Z, Z consists out of four main pillars that we offer. We offer VAT, VAT registrations, um, product compliance, uh, import compliance and then the, the, the logistics. By doing this, we are a one-stop shop for sellers that want to look 
at expanding into new markets. We are your outsourced agency of making sure that you have one point of contact for all of your global expansion. Yeah, that's great. So, Daniil, so I'm a I'm a seller. I sell in the U.S. and I want to go and sell in the U.K. and, and sell in Germany. What what do I do um, to engage you guys? And then do I have to do anything? How does this process work with you guys? So I think firstly, and I always love jumping on a call with sellers because I think it's so it's important to make an educated decision. Um, what I would suggest is looking at the product you have and obviously analyze with whatever tool you're most familiar with and what what the competition is looking like within the in Germany. Now, secondly, you need to make sure that you've got a partner that can help you with your translation. Now, translation doesn't just mean you type it in on Google, Google, um, you know, yeah. translate and use that. I think that the terminology that people don't understand is it's called localization. So what that means is you need to get someone that helps you translate your listing so it makes sense to those sellers. For instance, the way color is spelled in the US and the UK is different. So if you are spelling it incorrectly, uh, you'll miss out on key PPC bids and people won't find your products what needed. So that's the one thing you need to take into consideration. Um, but then regarding the supply chain, Z would be your one-stop shop. So my first suggestion would be, let's get your VAT registered. I think it is a seamless process for sellers. It's also not the most expensive thing in the world to do, but that gives you the first sort of hurdle of being able to sell. If you are going to sell in the UK or Germany or any market, um, I'm not sure if your audience is familiar with VAT, but it's uh, similar to sales tax in the US, but it's a higher percentage and it's also compulsory. So it's not like in the US where you don't have to register for it. In, in the UK and the EU, that's actually mandatory. So that's step one. And then step, step two would be to start making sure that we analyze your products and, and make sure you have everything you need to be ready for import and compliant in terms of the product. Yeah, that's a great question. So Daniil, when when should a seller start looking at global expansion? Like, is there a threshold for sales? Is it... Um, a certain level of maturity, age, what are you looking for typically? What are you seeing as like the most successful um, stories where, you know, I take it from a single market and I expand? I think it, it's all about where you, how you want to grow your business. I think that we've had sellers and I've worked with people that aren't nearly as big as some of the sellers that's listening today and thinking, well, it's it's definitely not me speaking to, uh, all the way to working with aggregators and top 100 sellers. But I think the, the question you have to ask yourself is, I think it's responsible, it's your responsibility to make sure you are winning in your market. So make sure that you have penetrated the US market. I don't think people should overestimate how much they can just make in the US. I mean, some of the best sellers are still only sticking to it. Yep. But I think the moment you are seeing slower growth within your market, when there's too much competition, when you're struggling with, with some of the Chinese trying to duplicate your listings, when, you, when you're having problems, it's so important to start looking at making sure you're building a continuity plan outside of that one market. So the moment you, you do, or you can win I think it's 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 needed to take the next step, even earlier than that. But I suppose it's all risk appetite and what your current budget is for investing in stock. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. So um, as you're growing in the U.S. market, say, for instance, you're a, um, yes, a brand growing in the U.S. market, like Daniel said, when you start to kind of run into um, a limiter based on 
the competition, then it makes sense to try to expand into the, these other channels, especially if you have a well-developed product line and that product line is kind of starting to max out in terms of uh, growth, then it makes sense mm -hmm. to take that same product line and to expand the reach um, after, of course, you do a little bit of research and see if the same market is viable. So, um, Daniil, we actually expanded into the UK several years ago and it went really, really well. But when we expanded into, um, you know, Canada, the, the market wasn't the same for that particular product. So it kind of depends on, you know, product yeah. market fit, culture, all of it. Right. So you need to do your research. But when you when you're growing and uh, your product line starts to get a little bit more mature in the American market, um, one of the best ways is to globally expand. So I love what you guys are doing. So, Daniil, what do you see is like the biggest mistake that sellers are making as they consider this or, or maybe try to do this on their own? What do you what are you guys seeing as a, a big mistake? I think uh, sellers a lot of times are very hesitant um, to to change the mindset from I can do everything myself because they don't realize that their most valuable asset is time. And by fighting with customs, by trying to do it yourself, by trying to find the cheapest freight forwarder that has no idea what he's doing with not doing proper compliance work for your products and import, the time that you've wasted could have been utilized so much better um, yep. A, for your own sanity, but B, for developing your brand. I think what sellers need to remember is your goal is to build a sustainable brand. You want to make your product at, at a point where you can exit or just keep on growing and take it into new and into new kind of uh, spheres. And I think that's so important to for sellers to realize how much time am I spending on it? If you are getting your goods shipped across the world easily, which is a rarity, but if this is what you're doing, great. There's no need to use Z. But I think when when you are wanting to tackle these new um, challenges of new markets, it's so important to have someone take your hand and guide you because you'll make a lot of errors by trying to do it yourself. Yeah, I would 100% uh, agree. So a lot of our audience understands this. Um, so we at Post Purchase Pro, um, we actually do a, our service done for you because of exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you can give information, but if you can't execute because you don't have the time yes. or you don't have the know-how, it makes it a lot more challenging and you end up spending more money and time. So it's a waste. So, um, Daniil, uh, what is the best way before I get into the last few questions mm -hmm. here? What's the best way for people to kind of connect with you? I don't know if they should be reaching out to you specifically or how should they engage with Z um, if they're thinking about expanding globally? So I think for me, I, I always love chatting to sellers and for us you know we we have a have a business model where we do free consultation uh, for me it's always great to meet sellers and hear their challenges because that's how i upskill myself and overcome the the knowledge barrier by not you know interacting so they can send me a personal mail d-a-n double e-l-s-t-e at z.co i'll make sure seth that you can put it in the yeah, show notes perfect. as well they can send me a mail directly uh they can type their heart out and i'll respond uh, to set up a call with them otherwise you know they can always just visit our website z.co inquire on there have a look on what we do and then that will be allocated to someone in our team that's perfect so uh, we'll have uh daniel's uh contact information right there in the show notes right below this video um, if you're watching it on a social platform or YouTube. Um, also, Daniil, we ask two questions every week that we love to hear the okay. answers of. You are a uh, an entrepreneur yourself. Um, so what is your favorite business book? So I think it would probably be um, Zero to One from Peter Thiel. Uh, I think that was uh, something you can read yearly again. 
and um, a bit of a cringier book, but I think the value it added to me long term was great is How to Win Friends and Influence People from Dale Carney. It was just a book that I think taught me a lot of soft skills that, that I've used throughout my life. So that, that would yeah. be my answer. Two great recommendations. The, the second book that you mentioned there definitely changes your perspective on yes. interacting with people, doesn't it? <laughs> The the title just isn't as great. Eh? I think yeah, How to yeah. Make Friends doesn't sound like it's uh, supposed to be your favorite book, but <laughs> unfortunately, you know, call this fat is fat, it, it is. Yep, exactly. All right, and one more question here, Daniil. This is always a fun one. Um, what is like your favorite splurge purchase that you've made in your life? Like what have you thought, well, maybe I shouldn't buy it, but you went ahead and did, and then you actually enjoyed, you really enjoyed the purchase? Um, So... I think you would have had AirPods a lot before, so I'm going to try something else. But I do love my AirPods way more than yes. than, I, than I ever thought. Uh, and I actually I lost my first pair, and I just ended up buying my second a week later. So every time I open my AirPods, it connects and it says hashtag AirPods two. So it hurts a bit knowing that I've lost them before, and uh, I'm giving Apple a lot of money. Um, so yeah, the, uh, let's keep my answer concise. That that would that would be it. <laughs> Daniil, that was funny. So uh, my business partner, Sean, who is giving the presentation yeah. in Paris right now, who can't be here, we kind of got AirPods a few years ago and we were, you know, very, very uh, much Apple fans. We had Macs and we had uh, yeah. iPhones and the AirPods, for whatever reason, were like, it's still like one of my favorite products ever because <laughs> it just works so well. And here's a hack for you, Daniil. You can actually uh, change your name of your AirPods so you don't have to get that little jab every time. <laughs> I think it keeps me humble, safe. There you go. <laughs> All right, Daniil. Thanks so much, guys. Check out zee.co. Um, you can reach out to Daniil directly in the show notes below. Um, but if you want to expand globally, if, you, if you're ready for growth, um, now is the time to at least have a conversation, see what it's all about. Um, don't try to do all of the heavy lifting, all the re uh, regulations yourself. It's much, much easier to deal with somebody who specializes in the area. So thanks so much, Daniil. Any parting words of advice before we jump out of here? Don't lose your AirPods, safe. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that, Daniil. All right. Thanks so much. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, safe. Bye.